Jesus is Lord. Thank you so much for being here. I would like to invite you to enjoy today the message, Labor Day, Labor Day Materials and Tools Night. And in order to do that, I suggest you to go to the website, vchurch.us, look for the tab, Bulletins, and download the bulletin of this study. Also, you can do it simply by putting your camera of your phone, pointing towards this QR code, and then you will be able to do the same thing. Thank you so much for being here with us. I want to thank you for your support, your financial support to our ministry. Victory Church is very, very blessed by the good Lord because wonderful people, our church members, myself, my family, all of us here in Odessa, Texas that worship here in Victory Church, we make contributions. So we can do this together. And as a result, we can broadcast and reach out everybody. You have access to this beautiful broadcast, the music and audio books, all the things that we produce. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs that you have sang for us. And also thank you, Sebastian, for your work with IT. Don't forget, if you are on the go, go and use the podcast. We are growing in the podcast and there is great, great uh, result by when you are on your car, just listening to the podcast without, pay attention, watching the screen. There you go. Thank you so much. So now we are going to talk about Labor Day Materials and Tools Night. This is our worship service number 253, August 29, 2021. Do you recognize this picture? I really doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that you have any idea what is this picture all about. That actually was done, was taken on September 5th in 1882. And this is when precisely Labor Day was instituted as a holiday. Do you know that Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers? Maybe you are one of those. You work and you know people that have worked all their lives. Good for you. We work hard and as a result of that, there is a particular holiday and it's about to come the following weekend. Prepare, make all your preparations and get together with your family and friends and enjoy a wonderful labor weekend. And uh, watch out for those specials in the marketplace. <laughs> I know everybody in my family are like, I cannot wait to see the specials this coming weekend. I know. Now, what the scripture says about working and resting. We read from the easy to read version in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Exodus 20, verses 9 through 10, section A. You may work six days a week to do your job, but the seventh day is a day of rest in honor of the Lord your God. Six days to work, one day to rest. Well, you know that most of us, we are used to working five days and having two days off. Not everybody. And not everywhere. But uh, this is the original commandment. Now, in these days, most of us, we want to achieve more. We want to do more. And of course, we want to obtain more things. So we say, I'm going to work all that I can. 
especially when your company doesn't say to you, would you like to work extra hours and we will give you a bonus? <laughs> you say, absolutely, I want extra hours. I want to work extra because that means that I'm going to get more money in my pocket, right? There is nothing wrong with working hard, but it's important that you take into consideration time to rest and also time to worship God. Today, because of the circumstances that we have health-wise, many people are not into going to church. And perhaps you are one of those. Now, my dear friends here, I am so happy that you come here and you are worshiping the Lord together with us. And uh, honestly, I like to see your faces. And naturally, I love to go out later to go and eat together in restaurants. And uh, I love to go to your homes. I love when you come to my home. And it is a great thing to, to spend time together, right? We enjoy that camaraderie. And all that is possible because we said we're going to work hard, but then we are going to take one day to rest, and we're going to God. We're going to worship the Lord. Now, not everybody is able to do that. Uh, there are people, for instance, that they work during the weekends. Others work during the nights. So not everybody has flexibility to say, I'll be there on Sunday morning worshiping the Lord. I understand that. But do you have a real reason to not come to worship God in a church? And I'm not saying you have to come to Victory Church. I'm just saying, do you have a good reason why you cannot go in person to worship the Lord? If you are thinking about your health and getting infected and all that, I understand that. But remember, we all are going to the stores. The movie theaters are open. People are getting together. And uh, what about those who choose to get vaccinated and then they feel that they are better protected than the rest? You see, options that are for everybody to continue talking with other human beings. So something to consider, my friend. I love that you are watching. I love you are listening. I love that you care enough to say, you know what? I'm not just enjoying what you guys are posting. I am going to make a contribution. Here is $5 to your ministry to pay for the internet, part of your internet or electric bill. Thank you for that. So that is wonderful. Just think about this. It's important that you get together with other believers. You know, you, you get encouraged when you are with other believers worshiping the Lord. Now, I have two questions for you. The first one is, do you work only for the money? <laughs> Or do you work to accomplish things? Now, unless you are a millionaire, you don't need to work for money. If you have plenty of money, well, of course, you are not going to work for money. So why would you work for them? But the rest of us, that we need our income to pay our bills and everything in our homes, we work for money. But is that the only reason why do we work? 
Or do you feel that you are accomplishing things when you work? I have talked with many people in different places for many years, and I have found out this, that those that are smiling the most and enjoying life in general are those who have found in their jobs a great satisfaction. And it's not because they are the number one in the company. And it is not because, my friend, you are the star in your company. You know, many of you, I see you so happy, constantly telling me about the things that you are doing in your, in your job with, with coworkers and your companies, wherever you work, And, and why, why is it that you are smiling and happy? Because you feel accomplished. You feel that through your contribution to the company, you are accomplishing things. And, and what about, for instance, the volunteer work you do for different places, for different organizations, not just for church. You can do things for the fire department, for the school system, for your city, for any organizations. You can think that do social work, helping the community, all those things are great. Why do you do it then? It's not for money. It's because you feel that your work helps to accomplish something. Something to consider, especially for young ones that are upset or frustrated, saying, I hate this thing. Well, you need to find something, whether it's an organization, or an institution, or a company that is accomplishing the things that you care for. It's very important that you feel that way. Because when people are just focused on the money, ooh, 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 that's a problem. Read with me 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, section A. The love of money causes all kinds of evil. And you have lived that. You know, I have seen that all my life. Individuals that are so greedy, all that they care for is the money. They actually use co-workers. They use employees. They use even the company. They use the, their supervisor. They use customers. They use anything in order to make money. And when, when they go in that route, they lose contact with the reality of what, is the, the, what are the things that matter in life. And it's very sad when you see people acting that way, right? Let's suppose, imagine, let me give an example, that you are in need for new curtains for, in your house. And then you contact different people and somebody says, hey, I have the curtains and these are the pictures and these are the prices and... And you say, okay, and this person says, I want to sell you the, the curtains and uh, I can send somebody to take the measurements, the exact measurements, etc. In other words, you have a need for something and somebody is willing to come to your house, to your place or whatever, to, to serve you better. And then when you are there with this individual, you notice the great humanity that this person has. It is not just all for money, but let's face it, you know very well, my friend, 
that there are people that are not like that. And, and, you know, we all know that because we have seen that. Even in church. You know, we are not going to say everything that we need because this is a church. You people have to give it for free. Well, the electric company will never agree on that. <laughs> the internet company provider, I don't think so. And on and on, all the equipment that we use, all the, all the stuff and suppliers that we do business with, they don't say, yeah, that's a church. It's free for you guys. <laughs> no, of course not. But at least there is some sort of consideration. But, you know, I have seen here, in our church and in other churches, individuals that the only reason why they can go to the church to do certain business is only for the money. And I have seen them here. Those individuals that I have needed and at some point they come here and you know, the expression in their face, you can see there is no joy, their manners, their approach to things, their approach to the problem, strictly to business. And they think that's the right thing to do. You only see in many people today the love of money. And you know what the scripture says? That is the cause of all kinds of evil. So we work, but cannot be all about money. On the other hand, we have the other extreme, right? Proverbs 6.6 6 says, you lazy people, you should watch what the ants do and learn from them. Have you seen ants? Have you seen ants in the winter? I haven't. But I see them in the summer, in the spring, in the fall. And they bother you, right? In my home, here in the, in the church, everywhere you see, they attack you if you are st standing in that area. But you know what is interesting about them? They work hard to prepare themselves for the winter. What about you, my friend? What about you? It is not just about making money and spending the money because the winter of your life is going to come one day. All of us, we are growing, getting older. You know, I like to see and watch movies and I like to sometimes check some actors and um, let's say I like to see recent pictures of them and some of them are aging horribly. <laughs> and others are aging nicely. And you can see, you know, how they are. And then you check a movie of this particular actor now in, the, in 2020, and then you compare something that was done 10, 20, 20 years ago, and you see the big difference, right? I'm studying some things from Ron Howard. Maybe you know who this guy is. And you know what? He is pretty old. Well, guess what? It's not just Ron. It's all of us. We all are growing old because it's a fact, my friend. We all are growing old. The winter will come into our lives. And then what? That is exactly why we have to prepare ourselves for the winter of our lives. And here the scripture says, you lazy people, you should watch what the ants do and learn from them. Let me show you this other scripture. Ephesians 4.28 Whoever has been stealing must stop it and start working. They must use their hands for doing something good 
Then they will have something to share with those who are poor. Some people are used to take advantage of the rest. Children, sometimes. Mama, mama, daddy, daddy. They are old and still that mentality. Sometimes it's the other way around. My son, my daughter, poor me, I'm old. And sometimes it's not true. Those individuals still can do something. Now, the Word of God shows us that everyone should be doing something. And that is why the Scripture declares here, you have to work, do something with your own hands to make some money, and think about the poor. Because there are ones that are in worse, much worse situations than yourself. Now, you're thinking, no, I don't think so. That's why it's important that you have mentors. And not just because you need to learn stuff about uh, your work. For example, you like carpentry or electricity, or you work with software, you work in the medical field, or you are an accountant. It doesn't matter. You need a mentor, somebody that will keep you up to date. You need to continue studying and learning. It's very important that you keep those relationships and being accountable because individuals that know better than you will help you to understand that yourself has two different things to be used. One is your, your mind. Do you know that your mind was designed to process things of course I knew that. Okay, and what is the purpose of your heart? Your heart was designed to love. And that is the key in human interaction. In human interaction, you are going to be doing things that you need to process with your mind. What is what you are doing? What is the objective of these things, right? Why are you immersed in this activity? How are you going to handle this particular project or situation? Yes, you need to use your mind. Your mind was designed to process things. But on the other hand, you also have a heart. And with your heart, you should be willing and not just able, but wanting to love people, to love God. And that is the perfect balance that we all should have in life. You see, we use our minds to think and process things, to learn. But also we use our hearts, on the other hand, to continue loving and receiving love from others. That's a good thing. You know what? King Solomon, <laughs> which is the author of the book of Proverbs, says that one day his father, David, said these things to him. Proverbs chief. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, don't forget my teaching. Remember that I, what I tell you to do. Remember what I tell you to do. What I teach will give you a good, long life, and all will go well for you. The relationship between parents and children. So important. Remembering the teachings. 
You know what else is there in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6? <laughs> This is beautiful. Trust the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what He wants and He will help you go the right way. Simple like that. Just trust in the Lord. He will guide you. If you have challenges with your work, if you have challenges with money management, if you have challenges in your workplace, if you don't know where to start, if you are an employee, don't worry about it. Now, there is another important scripture that you need to take into consideration in your relationship with the good Lord. Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10, verse A. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first part of your harvest. Then your barns will be full of grain. Let me show you this envelope. You know, this envelope, maybe for many people, is something irrelevant. But I will tell you, this is not irrelevant for God. And I'm getting in close to you and far and <laughs> close. And are you upset? I hope you are not upset. Some people get very upset when we talk about money in church. Well, you know what? This, this particular scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 9, it says so clearly, honor God with the first part of your harvest. You have no idea the blessings will come to you when you are faithful to the Lord. And I'm not saying this because I want you to send me money, my friend. Unfortunately, probably you are upset already. You are thinking that that is desire, and it's not. I'm honest with you. My desire is that, that you see the scripture, and I'm going to put it here. Please, Sebastian, put it big on the screen. Because then your barns will be full of grain. Many people struggle in the world, and many Christians struggle financially because they don't want to give to the Lord. And then you wonder, why is it? Well, when people learn to be faithful to him, they will see that this simple envelope, which in our case, you know, we use online links and all that. And I want to put here in the screen, please, Sebastian, put the links on the screen one more time. vchurch.us forward slash give. There is a text number also. You can do it. Be faithful to God. You will see the difference. You know what the promise says? That when you test God on this, he will show you what he can do. Test me on this, says the Lord. If I am not going to open the gates, doors, windows of heaven to bless you abundantly. So when you are talking about labor, in general, we think about our work, right? Many people think that labor is only what people do out there, you know, with the shovel or with the hammer or stuff like that. No, you know, anyone who writes software, anyone that is a, works in a lab and using microscopes and all that, that is labor too. It's, 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 it's the part of any place where work is needed is the human part. The human contribution is the labor, is the part of of what we do, like in my case. I am a minister, I'm a preacher. So somehow this is the way that I do the labor here in the church. You understand? An attorney also 
is intellectual, but it's the same thing. So don't think that labor all, only means hard work out there sweating because it's hot or cold, whatever. Labor is your human contribution. But in any business, there is a need for materials and tools. Now, my friends, we all know that here in the church. Why is that? Because we have our jobs. You guys have your companies, your business. Many of you are working in the oil field. You do work out there, and you know very well, it's not just what you do. You need materials, and you need also tools. And the only way that you will take all these things together is through acquiring knowledge and experience. Knowledge and experience. And the knowledge will come to you through your mentors. People that refuse to learn from others are not going to acquire this knowledge. People think everything is online for free in a video. No, that's not true. There are many things out there, but not everything. You need to find mentors in different areas, and especially, you know, in our case, friends, and I know how you are, you are generous with young people, people that are just new to the company, and you are willing to share with them knowledge. So now I'm talking to you, my friend. Wherever you work, find people that are willing to share with you knowledge and experience. Because that is what we, that will make you successful. You know, in any field, you need someone with the knowledge and the experience so that person will help you, will guide you. So that's why today we are talking about Labor Day, but materials and tools night, because both things need to be combined. Now, I would like you, I would like you to come with me on the September the 5th, our worship service 254, the message is Happy New Year, 5782. Did you hear that? And you are wondering, Happy New Year? What are you talking about? That is what we will discuss next weekend. Because it's coming, a new year. Now, what is what David said to Solomon? My son, don't forget my teaching. Remember what I tell you to do. What I teach will give you a good, long life, and all will go well for you. How that is possible? How is it possible that through the teachings, you will have a... Remember these things. You have your brain, your mind, which was designed to process, but also your heart designed to love. That balance is possible when you... Have a conscience. Look what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 and 28 says. Do everything you possibly can for those who need help. If your neighbor needs something you, you have, don't say, come back tomorrow. Give it to him immediately. And all is possible when you have a conscience, when you have a heart. You are using your mind but also you are using your heart. <laughs> Some people think, well, I just don't know where and when 
that applies because there are people in need everywhere. You know, I'll be broke at the end of the day if I keep giving to everybody whatever is said. Well, listen to James chapter 1, verse 5. Do any of you need wisdom? Ask God for it. He is generous and enjoys giving to everyone, so he will give you wisdom. It's all about listening to the Lord. You ask. I promise you this. You ask God exactly in that context. What do you, sh you should be doing? The Lord will tell you what to do. He's able to speak to you and tell you this. Now I want to share with you a beautiful story that the, the Lord Jesus told in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 and 17. Jesus told this story. There was a rich man who had some land. His land grew a, a very, very good crop of food. He thought to himself, what will I do? I have no place to keep all my harvest. So then he said, I know what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger barns. I will put all my wheat and good things together in my new barns. Then I can say to myself, I have many good things stored. I have saved enough for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and enjoy life. <laughs> but God said to that man, foolish man, tonight... So what about the things you prepared for yourself? Who will get those things now? <laughs> this is how it will be for anyone who saves things only for himself. To God, that person is not rich. Especially here in America, when we live with so much abundance and great opportunities to grow, to prosper, I want you all to continue working hard and prospering. You want that about me, right? You like that I work hard. My friends watching, you like to see all the stuff that we post and create and produce, right? And you say, go, 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 yes. And as a result of that, there are blessings, there is prosperity, there is abundance. But what is the point, my friends, in life? If we are going just to be acquiring and acquiring and acquiring things. We need to be just careful about it because, you know, we never know when that day will be. Imagine. We are just daydreaming, working so hard. We don't sleep. We don't spend any money. We are just producing, producing, and saving, producing, producing, and saving, producing, making money, making money, money. And then one day it's over. Who do you think is going to enjoy all that? Now, why the Lord called this person foolish? It's because he saved things only for himself. That is the difference. That's why you have to learn to be generous. I have rules for many years. And I will give you examples of rules that are very, very useful. 
Let's talk about clothes, for example. You know, my closet, like your closet, has room for certain number of shirts. But from time to time, somebody gives me a new shirt. I have friends, <laughs> some of you, you say, you know, I'm not using this shirt. I'm going to give it to you because now I am too this or too that, and it will fit you. I receive used clothes from you and other friends. Well, that doesn't bother me. I just wash them. <laughs> but this is the rule. Every time I receive a new shirt, I go to my closet and I take a shirt and I give it away. That's the rule. And I apply that to everything. It's a simple rule. Because if I am thinking only, <laughs> only of myself, for myself, I'll be foolish. That's why I suggest you, with whatever you have, think about the things that you are not using and share them with other people. Listen, there is more pleasure in giving than in receiving. The pleasure you will experience by sharing with other people, it's incredible. You really will love it. And many of us here experience that constantly, right? And we just love it. We love it. My friend, are you ready for a new life? Would you like to restart again? You are asking, but how can I restart? You restart when you open your heart to the Lord Jesus. The Spirit of God coming to you. And you just accept His love. You bow down before, before His presence. A prayer as simple as the one that I have here for you on the screen. So I would like to invite you. To say with me this prayer, okay? And just read it with me. Say with me. Dear God, thank you for showing that I need to work keeping in mind you and the people in need. I need your help. I need to change. Please forgive me, Lord. Lord, you are the one I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly you. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friend, all begins here on Calvary with the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ and His blood that washes away all sins. Say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you His kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of my church and my family, blessings to you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. See you next time.
Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.